I am not good at my job or I am not good enough to advance in my job or I am not as smart as my colleagues. That is a belief. It is not a fact. You know, if I can get through a really difficult moment, then there's very little that I can't achieve. And that's really the feeling that I want to help you grow inside you because it is so damn empowering. It will help you become a leader. It will help you rise up in your career and it will improve the quality of your life. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I am feeling very excited for two reasons. Number one, we are going very, very, very deep into a topic that I'm obsessed with, mindset. So I'm just itching to get into it. I can feel my excitement starting to bubble. And two, I have a really cool and fun announcement to share with you. So there's a couple pieces to this announcement. The first piece is that the third ever cohort of my signature group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, officially has a launch date on my calendar, which means it is coming up. It is around the corner. It is going to be launching in the beginning of November. But I wanted to do something for those of you who are curious about the Art of Speaking Up Academy, or maybe you know that you want to join the next cohort and you're kind of excited and you already want to get started. Regardless of your situation, if you are intrigued by the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I am doing something called the Art of Speaking Up Academy bonus mini training, which I am so pumped about. So the the purpose of the Art of Speaking Up Academy itself is to help support you in becoming a super powerful, impactful, confident presence in meetings at work. And we do that inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy in two ways. One is by helping you grow your confidence and your mindset to be super resilient and badass and strong. And two by helping you master the tactical executive communication skills that will really help you stand out in a meeting room. And even though I'm not going to be opening doors for the next round until November, you can get started on your journey right now for free by joining the Art of Speaking Up Academy bonus mini training. This is a private mini training series that will be delivered straight to your inbox via email every Monday with a lesson taken directly from the curriculum of the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you can get a taste for what it's like to be inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And more importantly, you can jumpstart your journey of growing your confidence and finding a voice in meeting rooms that is going to help you grow and get ahead in your career. I am so pumped about this because we don't have to wait to dive in together. We get to start right away. And I am all about asking myself, how can I dive in? How can I go deep? How can I stop waiting? And if you are asking yourself that same question, this mini training will be perfect for you. It is totally free. And you can sign up by heading over to my website and joining the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which you'll find at 
jessgazetcoaching.com slash academy. Super important. This mini training is only going to be sent to people who are on the wait list for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So if you want to receive it, make sure you head over to my website, jessgazetcoaching.com slash academy and sign up. And as soon as you sign up, you will get your very first welcome to the mini series email with your first lesson. I am so pumped about this. I think it's going to help you jumpstart your journey and get really jazzed and energized about the program, which I know that I am. And with that, we're going to dive into the other exciting thing, which is the topic of today's episode, which is mindset. And I really wanted to do an episode series. This is going to be part of a multi-part episode series on limiting beliefs because it's something that I have found is so useful for my clients when they begin to see the own ways in which their belief systems are getting in the way of the growth that they want to experience. I think sometimes we think that the thing that's getting in the way of our growth is something that's outside of our control. And we can almost feel very stuck because if it's outside of our control, we don't have many options in terms of navigating it and getting through it. But if our stuckness stems from our mindset or from beliefs that we hold that aren't true or beliefs that are limiting beliefs, which we're going to be talking about quite a lot in this series, then we hold the power because we can change our beliefs. We can change our internal world. The stuff that we experience inside of us, that can change. That doesn't have to stay the same for your entire career or your entire life. And it is that internal experience, your thoughts, your beliefs, the way you see yourself, the way you see your competence. It is that internal experience that drives what happens in your career. Now, this is good news. We can change it. The less good news is that changing that part of you, growing a more resilient, empowered mindset that helps you feel like a badass and create the career you want and become the woman you want to be, become the leader you want to be, it takes time and effort. It's not like a one-time thing where you flip a switch and then all of a sudden it's happened. I wish that was the case. That would be amazing. I wish that for myself. But for better or for worse, the journey of achieving inner change takes time, right? That's why my coaching programs are on the longer side, because I know this to be true. I know that change doesn't tend to happen in one week or even in one month. It tends to happen over the course of a longer period of time. So think of these episodes as information that you want to implement over the long run. And here's what I'm really pumped about. And here's why I love talking about mindset and I love being a coach and I love having this podcast because I am going to take this beyond the surface level with you. I think with mindset work and work on our internal landscape, it is often very oversimplified. I think that people share, you know, thoughts and ideas that feel good to receive, but that don't always capture the complex nuance of our internal experience. This is why you might hear some mindset advice delivered to you, like fake it till you make it, or like feel the fear and do it anyways. And those things feel really good. And they're a lot of them have so much truth, but there's not quite enough nuance to help you really apply it to the complexity that's involved in your specific situation. And I think one of the things that I bring to my podcast, to my coaching, to the work that I do is I'm able to take things deeper and capture the nuance. And one reason that I'm able to do this and one reason I am so excited to dive into this with you is because for the past year and a half, after I completed my coach training, I realized that I wanted to become really, 
really good at helping women change. I wanted my clients to experience deep, meaningful, lasting change, not surface level change. And I wanted to make sure that I had the deepest possible toolkit to do that. And so for the past year and a half, and I still am studying under a licensed psychotherapist who does deeper work around psychological change. And that has really informed not just my coaching, but what I share with you on this podcast and the way that I guide you towards transformation and towards a confidence that's actually going to last and that's not going to be surface level and something that just goes away and crumbles because I know so many of you and my clients experience this too. You feel like you're on a roller coaster where you're making progress one minute and the next minute you're feeling awful and you're like, what is happening? Why is this going on? I really want to equip you with tools to help you feel like what you're building is sustainable, right? I want it to last. That doesn't mean things will never get hard, but it does mean that you're not going to have as much of this feeling of like you feel so out of control and it feels so overwhelming. I want to get you to a point where you feel like you can weather the storm, you can weather the change. And so this episode series is going to go much deeper. I think with a a lot of the stuff out there on limiting beliefs, it can be really oversimplified. And it's like, you can have a limiting belief that you can't do it. And if you're empowered, then you believe that you can do it. And I think it goes so much deeper than just like I can versus I can't, right? Like there's so many layers to this and that's what I really want to dive into because I know that if this clicks for you, it's going to give you this jolt of commitment and motivation to work on it and grow and achieve this change that is going to feel so empowering. Building your confidence, I'm speaking from personal experience right now, feels amazing. You feel like you're like grabbing life by the horns, right? Like you feel like I can show up for this stuff and I can do the things and I can get through hard moments. And if I can do, you know, if I can get through a really difficult moment, then there's very little that I can't achieve. And that's really the feeling that I want to help you grow inside you because it is so damn empowering. It will help you become a leader. It will help you rise up in your career and it will improve the quality of your life. So let's dive in. Today, what I'm going to talk about is what is a belief and the difference between a fact versus a belief. So before we even get into limiting beliefs, we have to understand what beliefs are. And I think this is very important context. So do not skip this episode. So the way that I think about our brains is that they're like sponges. They absorb things. So As we're moving about the world in our lives, we need to gain some understanding of how the world works. Otherwise, the world would be very overwhelming. So over time, our brain takes in information and it stores that away. You can almost think of like little file cabinets in your brain. It stores away that information so that when we're moving about the world, we don't have to relearn all the rules of the world around us and the rules of how the world works. So this is a really silly example, right? But at some point in our lives, we learn what a car is. A car is a vehicle and you can get inside it and it gets you from point A to to point B. And since we know that and we learn that, we don't have to, every time we see a car, be like, what is that? (laughs) And like, why is it so big? And what is this door? And what does this do? We know that because at one point in our lives, we saw enough cars or someone explained to us clearly enough, this is a car, that our brain filed that away as a piece of information and actually a belief, right? So you can almost think about it as 
as if your mind is a file cabinet and a little folder was put in the file cabinet and has a little tab called car. And if you open up that file, it's all your beliefs about a car. And and there's so many things that you know about a car and how it works and what it does. And it's all in that file cabinet. And so what I think of and how I think of beliefs are we're adding folders to this file cabinet. And this is so important, so important. The way that folders get added to the file cabinet is through our experiences. We move through life and we we observe the world. And through that, our brain begins adding folders filled with information into this file cabinet. Now, Here's a couple things that are really important about this. One is that we're doing this throughout our entire lives, right? We're adding to the file cabinet constantly. We're adding things. We're revising things. It is a dynamic, moving file cabinet. However, if you think about the fact that the file cabinet gets populated with information as we move about the world, then you can imagine that when you're an adult, There's a lot of files already in the file cabinet because you've gone through years and years of life. And especially the earlier you are in your life, the less developed your brain is, the less life experience you have, the more the more steep the curve is of quickly adding files to the file cabinet because you're learning so much about yourself and the world. And this is really important. It's really important to understand that as an adult, there is a lot of stuff already in the file cabinet that has been accumulating over all the years of your life, all your beliefs, all your understanding about how the world works. And at the same time, The file cabinet is constantly changing and adjusting, but you can see why growth and changing your beliefs can be hard because that file cabinet has gotten pretty full by the time you're in adulthood, right? Now, here's what's so important about the file cabinet, and this is what freaks me the F out about mindset work and the human brain and psychology. And I say this often on the podcast, and I will say it again. The more that I learn about the human psyche, the more freaked out I am by it because our brains are incredible and they do these massively incredible things to help us move through the world, to help us survive, to help us feel as safe as possible, to help us navigate difficult situations. But our brains are far less rational and sort of logically functioning than one would expect. I think when we learn about the underlying workings of something, we, at least for me, I have an expectation that like this thing is going to be designed in a way that makes sense. And when I learn how it works, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. That jives this contraption, this machine, this thing that I'm learning the underlying workings of. It's well-designed. It's effective. And to be honest, the same cannot be said of our brains and our psyche in my experience. Of course, our brains do some fascinating things that really support us in our lives, but our brains also do some really weird things that once you become aware of it and you see it, you're like, gosh, that's so frustrating and annoying and weird. But the reason I like illuminating that is because sometimes when we see that and understand that within ourselves, like we see the irrational beliefs that we have, we see the weird things our brain is doing that's keeping us stuck. It can really free us to see that we don't have to live by those weird rules anymore. And now that we understand what's happening within us psychologically, we can make choices about whether we want to continue allowing our lives and our careers and our confidence to be driven by that irrational behavior or that irrational belief system. 
And so here's one of the really weird things about brains. This is this is all leading somewhere, I promise. But one of the really weird things about brains is that we form beliefs through observation. However, we're not always the best at filtering whether we're forming a belief that's true or untrue. Like our brain, I think of it just kind of like a sponge that will soak whatever you put in it, right? So you can have a sponge or, yeah, let's use a sponge as an example. And you can fill it with like, I don't know, like clear mineral water and soap that is really effective at cleaning. And the sponge is going to absorb what you put. And then if you try to clean using the sponge, it's going to do a really good job cleaning the dirt. But you could also put a really gross, sludgy substance in the sponge. You could put in a mixture of like mud and tar and glue and paint, and the sponge will absorb that. And then if you go and try to clean with the sponge, you're gonna make a whole big mess, right? Because the sponge doesn't discriminate. Whatever you put in it, it's gonna absorb. And then when you go to use the sponge, you're going to either clean or make a mess. And that's kind of how mindset works and how our psychology works. Our brain will take in what it's fed, which means if we have lots of beliefs that really support us and support our growth, it's like we're giving the sponge of our brain that water, that chemical-free soap, all the things it needs, and it's really effective in cleaning. Our mind is really effective in leading us to the life that we desire. But if we fill our brains with tar and sludge, they're not necessarily going to reject it, right? It's just all those beliefs and all that gunk is now going to play out in our lives. And of course, this is a drastic simplification. And if our brain is a sponge, we all have a unique combination of like water and soap and then icky sludge. But mindset work is about taking the sponge and being like, Okay, first, let's look at what the sponge has absorbed. Do I like it? Do I want to be cleaning my counters with this? Yes or no? And then we begin the process of being like, can I rinse out the sponge and replace it with something more productive? And just like a sponge, you know, when you're like squeezing a sponge and it feels like there's more and more and more and you can't get the water out or the liquid out so easily... It's the same with our belief systems. We're not going to get it out with one squeeze. We're going to be like standing at the sink, squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. And we're going to think that we fix the sponge and then there's going to be more gunk in it, right? So this is definitely a process. But the reason I'm walking you through this is to help you understand that so many of our beliefs are gunk, right? That we have a lot of gunk in the sponges of our brains. But more importantly, I want to emphasize the fact that a lot of what we allow into our minds and the beliefs that we form aren't actually true. And this is where I really want to distinguish between a fact versus a belief. And I think what's so tricky about this is that there's a ton of overlap here. So the first thing that I want to share with you is that a fact is different than a belief and sometimes a fact overlaps with a belief. So I'm going to give two really, really straightforward examples to help us dig into this more deeply. So a belief that you might have is that a car is a vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. That's the example I gave before. That's something that you learned at some point in your life. That's a belief and it's a fact. And the way to find a fact is if many, many humans looked at that fact, would they all agree that it's true? And I think that you could probably, like, could you find 
here's the here's the test. Could you find a thousand people? Like let's say you had access to everyone in the world. Could you find a thousand people or ten thousand people or a hundred thousand people that would verify that it's true? <laughs> now this gets like really, really complicated, right? Because you have like people who are flat earthers and people who have beliefs that are uh, like many people who agree to a belief that I would argue is not a fact. However, we're going to exclude like radical thought and we're going to keep this conversation just confined to <laughs> mindset stuff that is relevant to your career. So if a bunch of people saw a car, they would agree this is a car, it gets you from point A to point B. So that's a belief that's also a fact. Now here's an example of, be- of a belief that's not a fact. A belief that's not a fact is I am not good at my job or I am not good enough to advance in my job or I am not as smart as my colleagues. That is a belief. It is not a fact. If we got together a bunch of people and they learned about you and they assessed you, Even if some of them agreed with you, even if some of them were kind of mean and said, yeah, you're not very good at your job, it would be really hard for you to find a thousand people that would jump on board with that. So if I gave you the task of like, hey, you need to go out and find a thousand people, you can either try to find a thousand people that will agree with you, like that are willing to bet money that a car is a vehicle that gets you from point A to point B, Or you can go out and try to find a thousand people that will agree with you that you're bad at your job. You can do either, but you have a limited amount of time to do it. And if you successfully accomplish the task, I will give you like a thousand bucks. Which which fact do you want to work on? Do you want to try to find a thousand people to agree that a car gets you from point A to point B? Or do you want to try to find a thousand people to agree that you are not good at your job? you would probably choose the car because that's probably easier for you to convince other people. Now, I'm really curious if you wouldn't, please reach out to me. I want to know more about your thought process there. But that's what I would choose. Like I would choose something very simple with minimal controversy. And I share that to distinguish between a fact and a belief, right? So a fact is something that we can easily verify that many people will agree on versus a belief is far more subjective. Now, here's where our brain Fs us over, is that internally, particularly when we are not doing mindset work, we will experience all of our beliefs as facts. Our mind will not differentiate on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis. Our mind is not going to be like, okay, she thinks that a car is a vehicle, so that's a belief that we are going to stick with. Um, But she thinks she's bad at her job. We're going to toss out that belief because that's not a fact. That's just a belief. (laughs) That is not what your brain does on autopilot. On autopilot, it's a sponge. It sucks in whatever you put in it. It doesn't discriminate. Just like the sponge is not going to be like, please stop pouring this tar and gunk into me. It's going to make a mess of the kitchen counters. Your brain is not going to be like, please stop thinking that you're bad at your job. It is getting in the way of your career. It's just going to soak it up and be like, bitch, give me more, right? Just like a sponge soaks, our mind soaks. Our mind will take on what is offered to it. This is why mindset work is so important because our mind isn't going to do that on autopilot. So mindset work is us taking the sponge and being like, hold the phone. We are we're washing the crap out of this thing and we are going to get this to be more functional. Now, I personally love this and I see all of this as really good news because it puts the power back in our hands. 
And even though it's super annoying, it is like so damn annoying that our mind does this and that we have to deal with all this crap. The good news is that we can become aware of it and we can change it. Once we know that this is happening, we can start to figure out where the sponge of our brain is rubbing gunk all over the kitchen counters. And that's why mindset work is so important to me. And that's why on my podcast, in my one-on-one coaching, inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, that's why I go beyond the skills and beyond the tactics of becoming effective in your job and effective in the meeting room. Because while the skills and tactics are very, very useful, I don't wanna understate that, they really do matter. If you are trying to execute those tactics with a dirty sponge, it's going to be very, very hard, right? So I could be the best person at cleaning the kitchen counters, right? And you could say, Jessica, here's the best way to clean the kitchen counters, and I'm a pro, right? I got all the skills. I got all the knowledge. If the sponge is filled with tar, it is going to take me so much longer. Do you ever clean with a sponge that's like half dirty and half clean? And like, do you know what I'm talking about? Or like... You're like, am I making this dish dirtier or am I cleaning it? But you're kind of like too lazy to like rinse it and like make it pure. So you're like, okay, think I'm making it a little dirty and a little clean. And you're all probably listening and being like, you're either being like, ew, Jessica's so gross. Or you're being like, yeah, I've done that too. But you know when like the sponge is, you're like washing multiple dishes. The sponge is like half dirty, half clean, right? And you're like cleaning them. But if the sponge, if you had like one dirty sponge and one clean sponge, your cleaning of the dishes would be much more effective than if you're using a sponge that's like a little bit dirty and a little bit clean, right? That's what's happening when we're learning skills, but we don't have the mindset behind it. We know how to clean the dishes. We know exactly what we're supposed to do, but the sponge is a little dirty. So it's taking a little longer. It feels a little harder. It feels a little icky. It doesn't feel as satisfying as washing a dish with a clean sponge. And it's a very different experience. And we also don't get as clean a dish, right? So that's why mindset work is so important. And that's why it goes hand in hand with the tactics because our brain and what's in our brain and our belief system and what's in that file cabinet drives so much of our experience. It drives how we feel. It drives the decisions that we make. And it absolutely 100% drives the outcomes that you create in your career. So what I really want to emphasize to close out this part of the episode series is that what is in your file cabinet, the beliefs that you have, beliefs about yourself, beliefs about your work environment, all the files that are in the file cabinet that have to do with you and your talents and how valuable you are and what your work environment needs from you, all of those beliefs are impacting what is happening in your career and they're impacting your behavior, right? That's the root of what coaching is and what I do as a coach is I'm going into the file cabinet with my clients. We're going in there together. That's again, I've said this before, That's why learning new skills and like soaking up lots of trainings and podcasts and all that stuff doesn't always create change on its own because we need to get into that file cabinet. We need to rinse out that sponge and that's what mindset work is. And I share this because I really want you to understand the importance of this and understand how much this work matters and how important this work is, not just for your career, but for your life. Since I went deeper into my mindset journey, my life has become radically, 
radically different. I've become a different person and I'm still growing and I like still haven't found the limits of that because I've gotten better and better at being in touch with what is in that file cabinet, what is in that sponge. And I'm really good at recognizing when I'm washing dishes with a partially dirty sponge. And so that's what we're going to be doing in the rest of this episode series is I'm going to be helping you see more clearly the connections between what's in your file cabinet and the experience that you are having in your career at work, right? And and in meetings as well, because what's in that file cabinet, what's in that sponge is a huge part of the equation. And the more that you understand that, the more you can take the power back into your own hands and begin to change it and shift it. And it takes time. It is not easy work. I know that I've talked it up and I'm like, mindset work is amazing and it's the best thing ever and it'll change your career and it'll change your life and it will. And it's not the easiest thing. It's harder than the skills piece. It's deeper than the skills piece. But I know that you can do it. And let me tell you, is it worth it to commit to? Because it creates freedom. It creates choices. It helps you get to a place in your career where you can literally be like, I want that thing. And I know now all I have to do is go out and get it. That is the best feeling to be able to say, here's what I want. And to have there not be a question of like, can I have it? Am I good enough? Am I talented enough? Is it realistic? It's just like, what do I want? Okay, great. What's the work that I need to do to go out and get it? And I love that feeling. I love having that feeling within myself. I love having that feeling in my career. It feels amazing. And that is what I want for you. So keep tuning into this series because in the next part of this series, I'm going to get into, like I said, the links between your mindset and the outcomes and results that you are creating in your career. I am so excited and I also want to invite you to join me for the Art of Speaking Up Academy bonus mini training. Don't forget about that. If you want to jumpstart your journey of becoming a super powerful, impactful presence in the meeting room, then head over to jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy to sign up where you will get um, a tip or a mini training delivered straight to your inbox every week. And if you want to go deeper into this mindset work, literally almost everything I do, not everything, half, 50% of what I teach and what I do inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is mindset, is the internal work. And so at least 50% of what you get in the Art of Speaking Up Academy bonus mini training is going to take you deeper into understanding your own mindset, what's in that file cabinet, what's in that sponge so you can wring it out and wash your dishes with a clean sponge. It is such a joy to have you here. I'm having so much fun with the podcast and I just want you to know that a huge reason for that is you and the feedback that I get from you and the DMs that I get from you on Instagram and just the fact that you're tuning in and giving me your attention every week. I don't take that lightly. I love this community so much. So a big heartfelt thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this community. And I will catch you in part two of this series. Have a beautiful day. Bye.